Good morning, everybody. Malachim Bet, Perek Bet, Chapter 2 of the second book of Kings. A beautiful, strange, and dramatic chapter. This is the story of Eliyahu's ascent in the whirlwind when God took Elijah away from this world and into the next, quite unlike anything we have experienced in the Tanakh until now, where death is death, it is the end of life. In our case, which will become such a famous one, Eliyahu is taken up on chariots into the whirlwind. Let us have a thought about this story. The chapter begins with Eliyahu being described, seeing to begin foreknowledge that he will be taken up in the whirlwind. And he is walking with Elisha from Gilgal. Eliyahu says to Elisha, Shevna po, you should remain here. Ki Hashem shlachani ad Betel, God has sent me to Betel, I want to go on my own, it appears, Eliyahu is saying. Elisha says, Chai Hashem v'chai nafshech, as God lives, im ez veka, I will not leave you. And they go together to Betel. The story continues with their journeys. B'nai Nevi'im, literally children of the prophets or prophetic disciples, say to Elisha, have you heard that today is the day? And Elisha says, I have heard, but please remain silent. They go from Betel to Yericho, Jericho, and then from Jericho they arrive at the Yarden, the Jordan River. At this point, once again, Pasuk Vav, verse 6, Eliyahu says to him, Shev Napo, stay here again. But Elisha says, I'm going to go with you. As they are crossing over the river, and the river which Eliyahu has just split, he has opened it up with his aderet, with his cloak which he has thrown on the ground, Eliyahu says to Elisha, what can I give you? What would you like? And Elisha says the following request, I would like a double portion of your spirit upon me. Says Eliyahu, this is very difficult, but if you see me, Lukach taken from you, then it will be so. What does this double portion mean? It could reflect arrogance, it could in fact reflect a sense of inferiority. I have been very drawn over the years to the Malbim's commentary on this, which is essentially as follows. Elisha has a very difficult task to replace an irreplaceable teacher, but to replace him in a way in which he is both like him and not like him. As has been so clear throughout these chapters, Eliyahu is a prophet of zealotry, of kanaut, of extremism, of prosecution, even of punishment. He is associated with fire, he will be taken up in fire. Elisha is a softer character, a gentler character, somebody who loves his parents, somebody who loves people. How can he both take from and continue Eliyahu whilst also differing from him? According to the Malbim, this is the Pishnaim, the double portion, to be both like his teacher and to be both different. Perhaps it can even be seen as a metaphor and mashallah for all teacher-student relationships. In any case, as they are crossing the Jordan River together. A fire, a fiery chariot with horses of fire come down and separate between the two and Elijah steps up into the whirlwind. 
Elisha cries out, Metzaek avi avi rechev Yisrael ufrashav, chariot of Israel and his riders, and never sees Eliyahu again. Elisha tears his clothes, he picks up Eliyahu's cloak, his aderet, which had fallen, and, re- uh, and steps on it to cross back over the Jordan River, makes his way to Yericho, and then on to Bet-El. There are a number of other important details in the story. There are prophets who are watching this and come to Elisha. They see the spirit rest upon him. They say, let us search for Elijah. But Elisha says, no, do not search for him. He will not be able to be found. Elisha is going to be seen as the continuation, the Hemshech of Eliyahu. The chapter concludes with an extremely strange story of boys mocking Elisha, calling him Karcha Karcha, a bald man, a bald man, in which we then read of Elisha turning around and ferocious bears emerging from the forest and devouring the boys. Chazal, the sages uh, in the Gemara in Masechet Sota, uh, argued as to whether or not this ever took place. There's even a phrase in modern Hebrew, Lo dubim velo ya'al, which is said by I believe Rav in Masechet Sota, there were neither bears nor a forest. The story didn't happen. It is so violent. It could not be, seems to be what is animating this idea. There is, however, an idea which I want to conclude with, and I think is actually fundamental to the understanding of these chapters and of Eliyahu and both Elisha's mission as a whole. And it seems to be something which almost everybody has missed. Throughout the Elijah chapters, there have been a number of references to an earlier book of Tanakh, the book of Yehoshua. The whole story started with that, even before Elijah appeared. We read of Chiel Bet Ha'eli in the time of Ahab at the end of chapter 16, rebuilding Jericho and losing his sons for it, violating the curse that Yehoshua had put upon anybody who rebuilds Jericho. Ahav calls Eliyahu Ocher Yisrael, troublemaker of Israel, and Elijah responds saying, you are Ocher Yisrael, the troublemaker of Israel. This phrase originally became known to us through Achan, the man in the book of Joshua who had violated the oath, the, the cherem, the ban on taking from the spoils of Jericho. Even in the great showdown on Har Carmel, Elijah had referenced the book of Joshua with the 12 stones that he set up. Now in our chapter, Sefer Yehoshua, the book of Yehoshua, appears to be jumping through every crack. All of the places that Eliyahu and Elisha visit together are critical places in the book of Yehoshua. Bet-El, Yericho, Gilgal, and eventually the Jordan River. What does this mean? I had this conversation many years ago with Yael Ziegler asking her what is the significance of all of these place names from the book of Joshua now appearing in this chapter describing Eliyahu's last journey. And we worked it out together and it's so fundamental, so simple but so fundamental and radical. What Eliyahu is doing He is not just retracing the book of Joshua, he is reversing the book of Joshua. 
he is undoing Kibush Haaretz. He is undoing the conquest of the land. He starts in Bet-El, but he ends up crossing over the Jordan River. In other words, the reverse journey. It is, as it were, he is saying, Israel do not deserve to be in this land. They have voided the justification for their existence here. They have so betrayed the project which God had given them, their loyalty to him. They have placed an immoral, idolatrous society together. I do not think they deserve to be in this land. I am leaving it. I am undoing what Joshua did. This is Elijah's final act on this earth. And powerful as it is, Elisha's response is even more powerful. Picking up Elijah's cloak, he returns over the Jordan and returns to the same places they had visited. In other words, Elisha responds to his master by saying, despite everything, I think that Bnei Yisrael still have a purpose in this land. Despite all of their failings, there is still work that can be done and the mission must be continued. Have a wonderful day.